You are John Wilder, the novelist? Yes, I am. I read your books. I read all your books. Come in. This is Juanita Wilder. <laughs> You've got Love the Colombian drug lords. All reading romance novels in the middle of nowhere. Long live the 80s. And welcome to Metal Pulp and Madness this week's edition of Music Movies and Madness. And I set the boys a challenge with uh, some movies this week, which was to find and choose a pulp classic. Quickly float around the board. Definition in just a few seconds, guys. Your definition of pulp, Dave. Oh, it's a film that is uh, that lives on in um, pop culture and has um, a, a very what would you call it scripted kind of um, uh, storyline in terms of a very accessible storyline. Yeah, Martin. Yeah, it's it's the Kleenex of movies. Really, you use it and then you throw it away and forget about it. Um, it's yeah. Um, uh, what Dave said, <laughs> Glenn, he got to have something else on it. It's also a little bit trashy, and its trashiness makes it cool. And it's one of my favourite genres or mixture of things. I like these movies a lot. It's a, it's a big genre, eh? pulp. When I started oh. looking into that, it's quite big. Yeah, pulp fiction, amazing. That's like top of yeah. the apex. Yeah. Yeah. So let's 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 begin. Um, I think we'll start with Martin. How about that? Give us give us your movie, mate. Yeah. Um, it's difficult to kind of really kind of categorize this, but it's, it's a superhero movie, um, mm. and it's based on a comic book. Um, but um, it's it's very pulpy in that it's set in the nineteen thirties. Um, it's um, very much kind of like a whiz-bang adventure movie, um, light-hearted, very tongue-in-cheek as well, um, and just um, a good, feel-good movie. But as I say, you come out of the cinema and the next day you've probably forgotten half of it, but, you know, it's one of those kind of movies. Uh, and it's called The Rocketeer. Um, and it's a movie I love to oh. death. I, I think it's a great movie. And it's actually a Disney movie, believe it or not. It was made by Disney. Um, and... Um, yeah, it stars um, uh, an actor called Billy Campbell, um, the late, sadly late Alan Arkin, who passed away this week, in fact, um, Jennifer Connelly, and Timothy Dalton. Um, and, you know, I've, I've waxed lyrical about Timothy Dalton in past episodes. We, we did our Bond episode last week. We did the Flash Gordon thing, and I was talking about uh, Timothy Dalton. And, um, he's fantastic in this. He plays the villain in it. Um, he's an actor. <laughs> Proper. Is this the one um, where it's filmed in like sepia kind of? No, it's not. No? It's in colour, but but it, it makes you feel like it's filmed in sepia. Yeah, it's definitely very kind of... Um, it's, yeah. It harks back to that very much. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's got that kind yeah. of whimsical kind yes. of feel to it. Yeah. Um, That's true. Okay. Um, it was directed by um, a chappy called Joe Johnson, who um, actually started off doing special effects for Spielberg and Co. and Lucas and worked at ILM. Um, mm. 
and later went on to do um, work with uh, on things like Jurassic Park as well. Um, but this was like one of his directorial, I don't think it was his debut, but it was one of his early um, uh, directorial um, movies. Um, one thing that really stands out in this movie for me, and I, and I love it to death still to this day, is the score was the soundtrack. Um, it's done by James Horner, um, who was a very prolific composer during the 80s and 90s. Um, and um, it's just this beautiful sweeping score. It, it, it's really kind of romantic sounding, but it's got action cues in it. And, and it, it, just, it just really drives the movie along. Um, you know, I wish there was a version available with no dialogue and just the score when you could watch it along with the movie because mm. it, be, it would be stunning. Um, the story basically is about a guy who um, works at an, in an airfield. He's a pilot. Um, and due to uh, a mishap and a bit of adventure, um, including a shootout, a car shootout, um, some guys dump um, a rocket pack uh, in, in the hangar, the aircraft hangar. Uh, or inside one of the planes, actually. Um, he does, uh, This guy does stunt flying. They do stunt shows and things. Um, and at one particular event, um, tragedy kind of strikes and, and his plane ends up crashing. He's okay. He gets out okay. Um, but the plane gets destroyed. And he's like, well, what do we do now? Like, that's it. That's my livelihood gone. Um, and then discovers the rocket pack and thinks, hang on a second. No one's done that before. Um, and um, yeah, it's set around the time of, of the Nazis and, and just before World War II. 1938 it's set. Um, and there's a fantastic action sequence at the end of the film involving like a big Zeppelin, like air balloon, and a huge kind of fight on the air balloon and stuff. Um, very kind of Hindenburgish. Um, yeah, it, it's just a lot of fun. It, um, as I say, like, it's not to be taken seriously. Like it's not a very dark kind of broody superhero film. It's definitely not a Batman or a, you know, a Marvel. I thought you were going to say Sin City when you said it was that sort oh, of. Oh yeah, that's that's. That <laughs> Love that. That is. Pop. I thought that I thought pop. he might have been your choice there actually, but no, uh, uh, great movie. But uh, yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, it, it it's it's kind of. The artwork for it is very iconic as well. Like if you go back to the comic book and stuff, it's drawn in like a very noir kind of style. Mm. Um, so again, it. it ties into that kind of pulpy thing a little bit. Mm. Um, yeah, The Rocketeer. Um, if you haven't seen it, it's well worth a, a Sunday afternoon of your life. Go and watch yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. That's what we want. Yeah, nice, David. What did you? How did you get on with the movies? I went with uh, the nineteen eighty four hit Romancing the Stone which, um, interestingly enough, some people refer to it as a poor man's Indiana Jones. Poor woman's Indiana Jones. Or more growing up Indiana and, um, Jones. And some people think that the, the kids' movie Frozen is a rip-off of it. Um, <laughs> True that. Which is an interesting observation. So the story um, is a romance uh, between... Uh, characters of Kathleen Turner and Michael Douglas. Um, but did you know this is the film that launched Back to the Future? Yes. No. Amazing. Yes. I'll come How? to that. Yeah. So let's start with the, the writing of it and the uh, the whole Indiana Jones versus Romance in the Stone thing. So Diane oh. Thomas 
Diane Thomas, uh, she's a waitress in um, in Hollywood uh, and is a, a screenplay writer in the late 70s. Just like Joan Wilder is the character in the movie, Diane Thomas, the writer, writes the script for Romance in the Stone in 78. A year before the script for Raiders of the Lost Ark is written. So that debunks that myth. Mm. He writes this. She writes this a year before ND is written. <clears throat> um, she goes nowhere with the um, script until Michael Douglas finds it and says, this is pretty good. Um, tries to produce it, tries to find a director. Robert Zemeckis is a nobody at the time. Mm -hmm. um, can't get a gig. Uh, can't, can't get anywhere in Hollywood, but somehow um, gets pulled into this and um directs it right and so you've got a no-name uh screenplay writer you've got a no-name no-name director michael douglas had some cred to him um obviously through dad <laughs> bit of nepotism there probably but um his old man was a famous actor and um they pulled this thing together so romance in the stone um and if it wasn't for this film right so zemeckis did incredibly well out of the, it's the film that put him on the map Mm. Um, it got him gig the gig with Back to the Future, right? Which he immediately yeah. wrote straight after or got into yeah. straight after this. And I'll come to right. to the sequel to this, which is Jewel of the Nile, and why he wasn't wasn't involved with that, and why it was mm. considered a bit of a flop. But um the other interesting fact about this film, uh so, so I'll just go briefly about the, the the plot really centers around Joan Wilder. She's a romance novelist. Um, she finds herself hurled into a real-life adventure in, in the Colombian jungle um, after receiving a mysterious map. The sister's life hangs in the balance, and she must team up with the roguish yet charming Jack Colton, played Jack. by Michael Douglas. Jack. Um, that's the basic plot. So it's pretty pulpy, but um, it's a ton of fun. And oh yeah, um, and you watch them, uh, and the chemistry between these two actors are, is phenomenal. So much better in this one than it is in the in, in the sequel. Um, uh, could have been Sylvester Stallone as the lead male actor. Uh, no. Yeah. Not he turned smart it down. Enough. He turned. He turned it down. Good. <laughs> to some, I'm so to some, pleased. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was meant to be filmed. Have been filmed. Um, in location in um, oh, where is it in Colum Is it Colombia or? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, something like Columbia. that. Yeah, but I had to go to Mexico because there were too many kidnappings at the time, <laughs> which is hey. ironic because the whole movie centers around his, his sister being kidnapped. Kidnapped. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> they, had to, they had to move to to Mexico, and apparently Kathleen Turner hated working with Zemeckis because he was an absolute stickler for um, the special effects, the film, the camera angle, the technical parts of filmmaking, and it was in the middle of a jungle and there were mm. snakes, there were crocodile or alligators that it wasn't her thing, but she managed to get through it. And, uh, and of course it's become quite the icon. Um, uh, I love Danny DeVito's character. Oh, he, like, you've got to mention Danny DeVito. He's, he's brilliant. He's, brilliant. He, he's, yeah, he's the comic relief, right? And yeah, um, uh, he, I mean, he'd already been in, God, he'd been acting for at least a decade because I reviewed mm, that film. Yeah, mm. I reviewed that film in the seventies with Robert De Niro, and he was was it mm. Robert De Niro? Or, no, no, one flew of the cuckoo's. One flew of the cuckoo's. Mm. That's right. Um, so Devito, and he'd been in Taxi, right? The TV series, 
um around about that time and yeah he does it he's probably he's possibly got the best line in the whole movie i reckon he's got when he's in the cave at the end and he, he says something like we better get out of here before batman arrives <laughs> which is the guy with the mustache <laughs> it's such a good line um i'm just going to play a little clip just uh, a very short one because it's my favorite clip um this is the scene where they where jack and jack's taking um uh, Joan to a telephone. She, he's got to get her a telephone to get his money, and they end up at a drug lord's house. You might remember. And they knock on the door, and the drug lord sticks the gun out in their face and says, fuck off, basically. And, and they've got their hands up because he's got a gun pointed in their face. And all they want is a telephone. Um, so this is where we pick up from. It's cool. It's cool, really. It's back on this. And they turn around and there's a whole lot of guys with guns. Oh. Okay, John Wilder, write us out of this one. John Wilder? John Wilder? Vision Wilder? <laughs> you are John Wilder, the novelist? Yes, I am. I read your books. I read all your books. Come in, this is Juanita Wilder, la que escribe las novelas que le leo los sábados. Colombian drug lords all reading romance novels in the middle of nowhere. Long live the eighties. Oh, oh, I love that stuff. It is, I watched it is. It. me and me and my wife watched it last year and we thought it was there and I went. I wonder if this is like, I remember seeing it when I was younger and it was quite fun. And it was awesome. This film was yeah. brilliant. I absolutely loved it. We both thought it stacked up and was wonderful. It's a brilliant film. I think so, I just, mentioned it once before, but this was the first film that I ever saw on VHS. <laughs> really? Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a good one. It's a good one. Oh, I have a little mule. Pepe. <laughs> um... <laughs> So obviously it was a massive hit, and um, uh, uh, Kathleen Turner was contracted to do a follow-up. She didn't want to because she didn't want to. Um, yeah, I don't know why. So they forced her to. Um, add to that, Zemeckis was um, busy with Back to the Future the following year, and so they made Jewel of the Nile, mm. and it just didn't have the chemistry. Kathleen Turner and uh, Michael Douglas were the characters were kind of written in a way that they were at each other the whole movie. It was just, it was not, it, it was it, yeah, it, it really failed on so many levels. And you've you've got um, you can kind of feel that Kathleen doesn't really, she's just going through the motion, and you know, and in relative to, to how this movie sort of panned out, so it didn't go so well. And there was actually meant to be a third one, but Michael Douglas had pulled the pin by that stage. In the late 80s and said no 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 it's not you know go there so um and there was even talk of a remake which thankfully hasn't happened but there you go romance in the stone 1984 it, it really didn't need a remake it's really no. good as it is own in its own right yeah it still stacks up thanks david that was great romance in the stone glenn how did you get on um easy um so I just chose the last pulp movie that I really liked, um, which wasn't hard because I think a lot of the type of movies I watch are quite pulpy. 
And I do like that whole um, park your brain at the door type thing. Mm. Um, I, I think that's, um, you know, life's quite serious at times. So you don't always want to um, have, you know, like hard out stuff all the time. So it's quite nice to, you know, park the brain, watch some death brew and stuff like that. Anyway, I chose um, cocaine beer. Um and it's just one that's obviously recently come out. So I'll share a little bit of that um, from the trailer if I can. Um, if everything did you works. do this last week? No. No, you last did, week we did not. We did 1997. Well, the week before. You were talking about cocaine oh, beer. You were happy well, because, about cocaine beer. Because I've just watched it and I loved it. <laughs> and then when you said pulp, I went, oh, well, it's got to be cocaine beer. So, I think you're in love with the cocaine beer. <laughs> I think that may be true because they should it bring was, out a teddy, a cocaine bear teddy. Well, it was with dumb. cocaine, and it's yeah, it, it was Maybe. super dumb, and that's why I liked it. Here we go. A bear did cocaine. There was a bear. A bear. It was far. Hey, that's inappropriate. You're safe. Bears can't climb trees. Of course they can. <laughs> there we go. Of course they can. Bears can climb trees. Um, and you know what? Um, it's about a beer. Yes. Cocaine. No. And the beer goes on a, bit of a <laughs> rampage because it's yes. really high. No. And no. <laughs> um, there are some really dumb people. Yes. They, they get wasted, and that's no. really fun, and they get wasted in unusual ways. Um, there's also kids in it, and they thankfully, you know, will the kids escape with their mum? Will the bear make it? Um, all those things come to play. So a good hour and a half of my life well spent of watching this pulp and it is pulp um and i thoroughly enjoyed it it was really fun um the trailer by far is probably trailer gold um but i would like to say that this movie was um well directed by elizabeth banks um and i think she's done an absolute cracking job of it um it's so based yes. on a sort of true story thing right now there was an event where a drug dealer threw a whole lot of coke out the plane and a beer did eat it. So it's um, based on a true sort of story. Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, that's about as as far as there was an event. This doesn't, and that, that reflects nothing of the film. Yeah. Anyway, I'm I thoroughly. Love, I just love the fact that there's already spin-offs already coming out, like I Raccoon. And, <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? I just, I just thought it was fab. Um, it was actually quite good dialogue. Some really. Notable actors were in it. I'd seen before, like Kerry Russell. Um, I don't think I need to say any more. It's just really good fun. Well done, Elizabeth Banks. It was um, good fun. Would I watch it again? Absolutely. Um, it wasn't a horror flick. It was mm -hmm. an enjoyable flick that you probably could sit down with your older kids and watch. Um, yeah. Brilliant. Nice. Thanks, Glenn. How much time have we got on our hands? Heaps, oh, I can, I can do my review in six minutes easy. I can do it in thirty seconds. Right here we go. Um, 
My pulp review this week is a little bit like this. The legendary, the one and only, boys. Top of the chat. Pulp Fiction, yeah. I know it's uh, it's cliche as, but uh, do you know what? Actually, I'm obviously a barber and I talk to people all week and uh, I was discussing Pulp Fiction and do you know how many people I've talked to this last week that haven't seen it? Well, it is a long time ago. Yeah, they've not really, they sort of like, uh, not really my kind of thing. Same with the Kill Bills, not really that thing. So what's wrong with people, man? Well, that's why I wanted to do. That's why I chose it, and I thought, if you don't you know, know, you if, don't know, right? I mean, yeah, and oh. yeah, absolutely. You know, it's such a good movie, is Pulp Fiction. It's just a cracking movie. Uh, the cast is mega. It's a Quentin Tarantino movie. He's, mm. he's. I think he's, he's probably my all-time favorite writer Mr. director. He's Mister Pulp. He's Mister Pulp. Mister well, Pulp. Well put. Yes. Um, Budget eight million, box office two hundred and thirteen million. <laughs> eight you know million. What? They got Travolta in that, didn't they? Yeah, John well, Revolting. He, yeah, he's in it. Was that was he wasn't at the top. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, it was. yeah. It's, before that, it was look who's talking. Like, come on, man. Oh, true. Yeah. But it's it's got a cracking. Yeah, it's got Samuel L. Jackson, Bruce Willis, Tim Roth, uh, Uma Thurman. It's. Uh, it's just such a cool movie, and what's Ving, Ving Rhames? Oh, I love yeah. Ving Rhames. Yes, and it come back here with blow torches and bolt cutters and teach you something that is, boy. <laughs> <laughs> and there we go. That's what feel, I'm may, talking about. You oh. may feel something. Yeah. You Dance. may feel a little. You may feel a little something. That's pride. Fuck <laughs> pride. You go down in the twelfth. Yeah. I showed the kids the dance the other day, Burma Thurman oh. and Travolta, and they loved it, the twist. Oh, what's not to love twist. about it? They were like, yeah, that's so cool, dude. I'm like, yeah, yeah it's yeah. classic. For me, it's, it's... in his little cameo as the waiter, right? Yeah. For me, it's the dialogue. It's just so funny watching, you know, Hitman talk about things off the job you know what happened to tony rocky horror why did marcellus wallace throw him out the window into that little greenhouse you know a little raised garden with glass over the top it's the little details that just make that film so funny we should add shotguns if, for this. if you've if you've never if you're listening to this podcast and you've never actually seen the movie hmm. now it's a chronological order that follows three main sort of stories and about three, you know, three people, obviously. And it starts in a diner with a couple and then it shifts from one storyline to another. And then it sort of concludes, it returns back to the diner for the conclusion. So it's a cracking movie. It's a really good, I won't say too much more. I don't want to give too much away, but if you've never seen it, Pulp Fiction, you've, you've definitely heard of it. Uh, oh, go and watch it. It's, it's a really good movie. I don't know about um, kids. I don't no, know. No, 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 no. <laughs> No, nah. it, it is a it is a must see movie. Um, Teens, I, mm, yes, maybe. yeah. I introduced yeah. my niece and nephews to it last year, and they were in their what, late teens. Yeah, so yeah, it was perfect. Um, and they thought it stacked up. It is quite slow, but it's the dialogue, and that's what gets you into it, and you're drawn into mm, all absolutely. of that. So much fun. Um, and what was in the briefcase? Well, who knows. 
but that is a wrap from us with metal pulp and madness thank you listeners thank you boys 